0: Welcome to the Death Keep Show. Let's go. Hey, yo.
1: Hey. Oh, oh,
0: oh.
1: Here he comes. Y'all ready? I don't think y'all ready. Huh? 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 Jeff Key coming at you. The over-circumcide truth. Travel the world, tell the jokes, eating eggs with no fucking yolks. Low cow, so cow. He pulls out the knife and he strips your gal. This is his podcast. Maybe this one will last. Probably not. The one that he's got, he's only had minor success. That's why he brought N D to the M to the X. He's finally about to blow. Welcome to the Jeff Key Show. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the G.K. Shoe. Um, been been uh, sick for about a week here. I'll probably cough a lot. <coughs> there it is during this uh, podcast. And um, I'm out of the country working, so... Uh, trying to crank out some episodes while I'm in town. I'm, I'm going to Las Vegas next week. The 25th through the 31st will be performing at the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere, inside the Stratosphere Hotel in Las Vegas. So make sure you come out to that if you're in Las Vegas. So I, Las Vegas is one of those cities where people will routinely ask me, Hey, are you going to be in Vegas this week? Because people take trips there, obviously. So uh, here are a couple of things I've just jotted down and I got some more interviews lined up with some people. Hope you guys enjoyed the one with Pete Giovine. That was a fun one. Uh, Okay, so I've been to Honduras twice in the last uh, month and a half and it's a small airport in Roatan and so I basically recognize the people who work for the airline, right? Because it's a very small airport. You go through immigration there but it's just like these five people sitting at some desk that's like higher than you and it's kind of like you go to the pharmacist or something and you go through so the first time I was going uh uh, I went through as I'm boarding the plane okay this is boarding the plane this is I've been through security I've been through immigration all that stuff I'm boarding the plane walking on this girl smiles at me and goes oh like you need to go you need to go here like the extra security check so I'm like okay what it's like some random thing no big deal happens i fly all the time happens every now and then so i have to go over to this other girl who doesn't look friendly she goes through all my shit okay all my shit i just have a carry on bag and a backpack but she's going through it she's going through it kind of violent i don't like the way she's going through it you know what i mean they always like repack your shit for you and it's like um i travel with small luggage like i pack pretty precise you know what i mean i travel all the time and they're just slamming shit back and just like running their hands all through your stuff here's what really bugged me i have a backpack i have this leather backpack pretty expensive not like thousands of dollars but pretty expensive backpack that i'm i really like the zipper this lady is being rough with the zipper i thought she was gonna break the zipper on my nice backpack my nice leather backpack so here's the thing no big deal okay first time i go through hey shit happens you know you get the random uh, extra check i by the way I was the only person on that flight who got that. Nobody in front of me got it. And then I was like, nobody as they're going by got it. I looked like I was like the last one to board the plane. So I was the only person to get the random check. I'm like, all right, okay, whatever. You know, you got a good life. Don't let this get you down. So yeah, you guys probably guess what happened. The next time I'm boarding the plane, just the other day, same girl and like when i hand her my uh ticket you know i'm like oh hey i, go, I remember you you know like kind of friendly like hey you know like she probably remembers me too you know what i mean like not a lot of people i don't know a lot of people whatever but whatever so she goes she smiles at me like yeah and then goes you gotta go to the random security thing again and you know you kind of keep it together with security even if they're kind of giving you shit, you're like kind of like hey it's airport security you don't want to cause a problem right i was so shocked that this happened to me again i my body i just go what i out loud i go what and she's like yeah you know like still kind of smiling but now i feel like it's a bullshit smile i feel like it's not like a friendly smile anymore so i go what huh i go again i go you don't remember me and then she was just like you gotta go you know right there and i look over same bitchy chick with the no smile and I'm like, this is the girl that's shitty with my zipper. And I'm, I am had the same luggage, by the way, guys, as I had last time. So I go, is this random? I'm like saying kind of to both of them, like as I'm walking over there, like I'm complying, but I'm also kind of just blown away. And I go, is this random? And they're like, yeah, it's random. And I go, but it's like my voice is just going high and I'm saying no words. I'm like, last time, same guy. I'm the same guy. So then I, as the girl's like going through my stuff this time, I was just mo- kind of more involved. Embol- oh, by the way, they don't just go through your shit. I have to take my shoes off. They're swabbing my hands. They're swabbing my feet. They're like patting me down, all that stuff. So I just go, hey, I go, this is, I go, just to be clear, this is random. And she just kind of like nods at me. And I go, don't you remember last time you did the same thing last time? And she was rough with my zipper again, and I tried to go, oh, hey, like, I'll do it. Like, when she was done with the bag. I wasn't trying to, like, stop her from going into my bag or anything. Like, fine, check my bag. I'm not doing anything illegal or smuggling anything. So when she was done with my bag, I was like, oh, hey, like, I started being rough with the zipper. I'm like, here, like, I'll close it if you want. And she, like, kind of, like, slapped my hand away. It's like, bitch, don't be rough with my shit. You know what I mean? Go through it. Look to see if I'm smuggling drugs or whatever you think I'm doing. Fine. But when you're done with it, can't I close my own bag? So, anyways, I got on the plane, and uh, the other comic, who's a very nice lady, she's an old black lady, I go, you know how they did that to me last time I was here, too? And she goes, because you're a white boy. So, maybe it's because I'm a white boy. Maybe they think I look like a shady dude, and I'm traveling by myself. I mean, I kind of looked like I was traveling with the other comic, though, because I was boarding with her. So, anyways, uh, I don't know. I feel like every time I go through Roatan, Honduras, they're going to... Just go through my shit. I, I don't know. So then I get on the plane, and uh, I don't think it was the flight to Texas. I think it was the flight from Texas. Yeah, it's flight from Texas home. I watched A Star Is Born. Okay, and I never really wanted to see the movie. I don't know why. I don't have anything like I like Bradley Cooper. I think Lady Gaga's got a good voice. I just didn't want to see it. Just you know, sometimes you're like eh, whatever. I remember one time my wife and I were thinking about going to a movie when uh, we had a babysitter. And uh, I, uh, I looked at the movies I'm like, oh, we can go see A Star is Born, I guess, if you want to see it. like I was kind of the one that like, uh, oh, if you want to see it, I'll go see it. But I didn't really care to see it. But I'm on a plane, so I'm like, oh, I'll watch A Star is Born, whatever. I'm in the mood to maybe see what this is all about. Have you guys ever been on a plane and you're watching something and then you have to try not to cry <laughs> We're in front are in strangers. I watch this movie won't spoil what happens point is I'm a crier I cry at stuff I felt it okay this plane is packed I'm flying back from was it Houston to LA flight is totally packed and I just felt it towards the end of the movie. I'm just like, I I'm going to cry. Like if I was by myself, if these people weren't here, I'd cry for sure. So I had to stop myself. I'm like, just lock it up, Jeff. Just don't cry. You know what I mean? Don't let these tears come. You're an adult. Just lock it up. Okay? You're sad, you're emotional, <laughs> but don't let this get to you. And I I stopped it, I thought. And then I got a second rush and a third rush of me just wanting to cry. And it was one of those flights where some flights now, you know, they can um you can just kind of like choose what you watch. You can start it when you want. You could stop it. You could pause it. This wasn't one of those fights. It's one of those fights where it's like, hey, here are the movies. They start, you know, here's the countdown. It starts in seven minutes and 32 seconds, seven minutes, 31 seconds, right? Like, it's one of those things. So it's like different channels. So I'm looking. Most of the screens ahead of me are watching A Star is Born. So I was just like, are we all going to cry? If we all cry, I'm crying. Like, I'll start it if you guys will jump in and also cry. But. I don't know, just I'm just looking you know you start checking like who's around me who's gonna who's gonna watch me cry so anyways, it was hard, and I was able to make it so I didn't cry, but barely i think I think i was I was well enough, you know what I mean my eyes were welling up a little bit it's kind of like totally unrelated, but for what was it for Father's day last year I went on uh with my wife's side of the family we went. We got like a, one of those small boats, and just went out on a boat and we're drinking. And I think we had the boat for like hour and a half or something, I don't know, nine, two, two and a half hours, I don't know. We're just drinking and having a good time. And uh, I think we're in Long Beach, California. And then so, some of, some of the fathers at one point just peed off the side of this boat and I should have. And then I didn't. And then on the way back in, I was like, I need to pee now like and we weren't close and it was too late we're too close to like the harbor and stuff so i couldn't just whip it out and pee off the boat there like this is not the time to do that it was one of the weirdest slash scariest feelings because i honestly was just looking at who was on the boat and i'm like yep they love me they love me they he loves me she loves me she loves me he loves me we're family this I, i might i was judging who would really, really, you know, have a different opinion of me if I just peed my pants in front of them? I, I was looking at everyone. I had to pee so bad. I go, I think I'm just going to pee my pants. I'm going to pee my pants as a father of two, as a 30 something year old man. I'm going to urinate all over myself in front of all these other adults and my children, by the way. They were on the boat. And uh, I mean, they wouldn't remember, but they'd definitely hear the story. And uh, that's what I was doing. I was looking around, just gauging. Man, I think I'm going to piss myself, and everyone here is still going to, they're going to love me. It's going to be a funny story. Luckily, I didn't pee myself. I don't know. Like, I'd never hurt. It, it would, it never been this bad. I've had, you know, you've been in traffic and you have to pee. I got off the ship and I felt so bad, didn't care about my wife and kids. I jumped off the ship, the boat. I got off the boat. I did this weird run. Like, my body couldn't even, like, stand up straight. And I finally found, uh, a, t- a urinal and phew, best pee of my life so anyways kind of the same thing looking around gauging everything all right switching gears for a second to sports um i don't know who listens to this or if you're uh into the nba so russell westbrook is point guard in the nba super athletic guy Super good player. Some people, you know, think he has a bit of an attitude problem. Fine, he probably does sometimes. Whatever. Super like this guy plays harder than anybody probably in the NBA. And uh, but this, the point is not really too much about him. So he got into it with a fan and his wife, and uh, and then you know it's on tape obviously because everything's filmed. And he was like, "I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you and your wife up." Blah blah blah. Right? And you can't really hear what the people are saying. He says they yelled some racial stuff and whatever. Here's my point. Okay, like the media, of course, gets on him because he's the celebrity and he's the guy getting paid millions of dollars and stuff. The people who and like look at this thing, I, I wasn't there and all. Maybe I'm sure he could handle it better. I know there's other players who get yelled stuff at them too, and they handle it better. Fine, but here's my thing: people who yell shit at athletes or even celebrities if they just see celebrities walking around, those people are losers. Like you're always a loser if you do that, and. If this guy yelled racial shit, obviously he's a loser, he's a piece of shit, he's a racist asshole, but even if he didn't yell racial shit, like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to a game to watch these people play, even if he's on the other team, some fans or whatever, they think like, oh yeah, it's like part of the game, you yell at these people, it's like they're people, they have families, they have moms and dads and wives and kids and cousins and friends and stuff, like, you don't just yell, like, if you yell like, You know, if you want someone to miss a shot, that's one thing. Like, you're trying to distract them at the free throw line, like, oh, hey, and you're like waving your hands or you got the little thunder sticks or whatever and you're slapping them together. That's fine. But I've never understood why you can't just enjoy a game, root for your team, root against the other team, and not yell shit at players personally, like calling them losers or, you know, whatever. Racial shit, obviously, of course. I don't know why anyone would do that unless you're an asshole. But like, why are you yelling stuff? You know what I mean? And uh, and then the guy, I didn't see the whole thing. probably should have checked this out before I talked about it. But I saw the guy. He did like an interview after the game on TV. It's like clearly this guy is a schmuck. Like he's a fucking dork. He wants to be famous. He wants to be Russell Westbrook. He wishes he was Russell Westbrook or in the NBA or got to play in the NBA or had the attention on him. And so he's jealous, which is why, again, like, let's remove the racial stuff. Let's just say it wasn't racial. That's why he's yelling bullshit at this guy anyways. Like, can't people just treat fellow human beings with, like, some sort of respect? Like, you paid money to be at a game to watch this guy play. He's one of the people you paid to watch play. Just watch the game. Enjoy the game, you know? Booth, if like he makes a shot, boo or something, that's fine because you, cause you're rooting for the other team. But like yelling personal stuff at people because the fans are like super close, especially at NBA games. It's a bunch of floor seats and all that stuff. I think this guy was five rows up, which is still really close. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what was said. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook handles everything perfectly or whatever, but I've been at games. I remember, okay, when I was on, uh, I went to a Clipper game once. This is back when the Clippers stunk. And so there there weren't a lot of Clipper fans. So you could literally hear people from the other side of Staples Center, the arena where the Clippers play. You could hear them yelling. Like if someone was yelling, like, let's go Clippers. Like you could hear that guy from all the way across the arena. Because that's how empty Staples Center would be. And uh, I remember this one guy was uh, yelling at a player named Carlos Boozer. I think he's retired now. Pretty sure he is. And he was on the Utah Jazz. And he's shooting a free throw, and the guy is yelling, Hey, Boozer, you're a loser. Hey, Boozer, you're a loser. And it's just, What are you doing, dude? You're in the stands. This guy's playing basketball for millions of dollars, and you're going to call him a loser? Like, yell, Hey, Boozer, miss it. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Fine, do that. The idea, I'm not saying like this is the worst thing in the world, but. Don't you? Is Those are is there no self-awareness. You're calling a guy a loser who you paid money to sit in a seat. You're not even close to him, and he's on a court playing basketball, a game you probably played as a kid, and he's getting paid millions of dollars, and the word choice is loser? I don't know. I couldn't stand that. I thought it was weird. I was at a Cavs game once. I was in Cleveland, and uh, we used to perform at colleges. It was kind of fun because every now and then I would just check. If I was in a city, which most colleges are, a lot of them are in the middle of nowhere in this country, but um, every now and then I'd be in a city, and I'm like, oh, can I check? You know, like, is there a basketball game? Can I go to a game? And then you can get, like, last-minute tickets. And my show happened to be early enough that I could just do my set, and I was right near uh, Quicken Loans Arena where the Cavs play. I think I'm right about that. Yeah, I think it's Quicken Loans Arena. And so this is when LeBron James was on the Cavs and stuff, and so I was like, oh, I got a ticket, pretty good seat for, like, 50 bucks or something. And I was able to watch the whole second half or something, so I'm watching this game, and there's a kid with his dad, and this kid is 10, 11, 12 years old, this is not, you know, this kid is old enough, he's probably probably 11 or 12, I'd say, he's old enough to, I don't know, not be doing this, and him and his dad, I forgot who they were yelling at, they were yelling at players on the other team, I think, and they're just yelling like, hey, hey, you suck, and the dad's like, yeah, yeah, you suck, you suck so-and-so, and it's just... That's what you're teaching your kid. Like, I have a son, I have a daughter, and I mean, my daughter, she, when she was really little, went, we went to a Clipper game. A friend had like a uh, box thing or whatever, so we took her last minute, and she loved it. My daughter was not even two years old, and she was just, every time the Clippers scored and the, and the arena cheered, she would cheer and she was watching the game, and she thought it was so cool, right? But okay, so she's a little baby. But like, even when my kids are older, I'm not going to go. All right, guys, we're going to this game. We're rooting against this team, so we are going to yell personal attacks at those players. Sound fun? Like, why is that your idea of fun? I just was. Li- I, these people were sitting next to me, and i was just, I was embarrassed for them. I'm like, dude, you're a bad dad. This is what you're teaching your kid. Let's yell personal shit at the people we came to enjoy watching uh, play a game. I don't know. I can't stand any of that stuff. And I just think it's uh, pretty obvious what type of person you are. If you're going to a sporting event to yell personal things at players, it's just bizarre to me. It's just a very it's a very obvious loser move, I think. Okay, um, there was a movie called when Kevin Durant, more basketball stuff, sorry, but this is more, this is film too. So when Kevin Durant was on the Oklahoma City Thunder, he's now on the Golden State Warriors. If anyone watches sports, they know this. Um... He did a movie called Thunderstruck, <laughs> and that was also playing on the plane, and I was just so bored. I'm like, I'm going to watch a little of this movie, and I'd seen parts of it before. Basically, the movie is uh, Kevin Durant, obviously star player on the Thunder. This kid, he stinks at basketball, but he wishes he was good. He tries out for his team. He gets doesn't make it because he stinks, um, and instead of working hard and everything, he you know, goes to a game, tries to, he gets picked to shoot a half-court shot to win something. He's, he doesn't even get close, hits a mascot with the ball. Then Kevin Durant's in the tunnel as the kid's going in. He's like, oh, Kevin Durant, what's up, man? He's like, hey, kid, you know, nice to meet you. And then uh, he signs a ball for him. And then when he hands him the ball, Kevin Durant's powers, right, are transferred to the kid. So, of course, what happens, the kid ends becoming a star player at his school. Kevin Durant is, uh, it's like a Freaky Friday type of thing, right? Kevin Durant... Um, you know, he stinks. It's on TV. Why is Kevin Durant so bad? No, he can't make a shot, you know. He's missed like almost every shot in the last four games. And meanwhile, this kid is the star at his high school, cute girl at school, is like his girlfriend now. Blah blah blah. Right? So this movie, guys, is so bad. This is my thing. If you played basketball and you watch uh sports movies, some sports movies do a good job getting people who actually can play that game and not look like a total idiot. The, okay, so I uh, was in the movie Coach Carter as a basketball player. I was on uh, St. Francis, I think, as the team. We we beat them at the beginning of the movie, and then we beat them at the end. And uh, we did, like, months... First of all, I played basketball at a small college, so I could play... Like, moving on a basketball court, I don't look like an idiot. And everybody there was, like, pretty good at... Like, all the players who were, who were called special ability extras were the basketball players... All of them were good. Like, there were guys that were super good. There were guys that played like semi pro. There were guys that, when we did drills, I couldn't even like dribble the ball up the court because they could, they were just so quick and athletic. And, uh, and the actors, they kind of just cut around, you know, some of them could play, uh, they could move, they could dribble, and they could shoot, and they were like really good. And then some of them couldn't, like Channing Tatum wasn't really a basketball player. I think he played football or something in high school. And so, you know, Channing's character, they, you know, we sometimes, had to shoot like a bunch of sh- uh, different takes for him to make a shot. Same with Rick Gonzalez. Rick wasn't like the best like basketball player, but then Rob Rashard and uh, was that other? What's that guy's name? Uh, he was in Sunset Park too. On my computer, just I thought. Um, anyways, what's that guy's name? I'm Picturing his face. Anyways, those guys were good. So like they did most of the ball handling, and you know when they had to like do a play and they, whatever. All the plays are structured. My point is thunderstruck they didn't give a shit about getting anyone who looked like they could play basketball. The main guy clearly was not good at basketball. And even the guys, this is what bugged me. Even the guys on the team that were supposed to be the star guy, like the guy who was jealous of him at first. And he kind of stole that guy's girl or whatever. Um, that guy clearly stinks. Like you can just tell by the way they're moving around. And here's the other thing. Okay. I'll get off this. Cause I'm sure no one even cares about this. Uh, that movie, uh, Talk about not holding up. Oklahoma City hates Kevin Durant now because he left Oklahoma City. And basically, if you guys don't follow sports, is what happened. The Oklahoma City Thunder, a few years ago, they had the Warriors on the playoffs. It's a seven-game series, and they were up three games to one. And they all did win one more game out of the next three, and they would have gone to the NBA Finals, and then they probably would have had a really good shot at winning. Who knows? And uh, they blew the 3-1 lead. The Warriors were like a 73 win team that year, which is an NBA record, and so they kind of they should have won that series, and then the next year Kevin Durant left the Thunder when clearly they were rocking, you know what I mean? Like they kind of just, they just missed an opportunity. They they could have come back next year and like avenge that, and he went to the Warriors, which made the Warriors like the super team. So anyways, Oklahoma City fans hate Kevin Durant, and there's still this movie out there called Thunderstruck starring Kevin Durant. Like who's watching that movie? Why well, I'm guessing You know, they probably sold the... I don't know how it works to get the movies onto airplanes, but I'm guessing the studio probably just sold that movie for very cheap to United Airlines. Like, hey, do you want to fucking play this movie? You can have it. (laughs) Who's watching that? Um, Also, Kevin Durant's mom, I think this has got to be on YouTube. She obviously... I get it, dude. You're, you know, your mom, you love your mom, and he puts her in the movie, and there's, like, there's bad acting... There's cheesy acting, bad writing. Then there's like just, you know, an athlete who's like, you know, just acting for the first time. It's obviously not Robert De Niro or Denzel Washington on the screen. And then there's Kevin Durant's mom's acting. Look up on YouTube Kevin Durant's mom, Thunderstruck. I guarantee you'll see the scene. There's like, just do in your own head Kevin Durant's mom's acting versus regular bad acting. It is unbearable. All right. Ah. Uh, so okay let's just move on to something else that's all i have to say about thunderstruck but if you guys want i feel like that movie would be really good to watch if you uh smoked some marijuana that's one of those movies where it's like so bad you're like oh, i'm gonna smoke and then I watch that that's what i do maybe back in the day but not anymore because my dad have kids all right so uh here's just a moment that i <laughs> realized there's a couple of things being a dad I knew that I probably wouldn't enjoy, and one, I've talked about this, and this is not the like uh, the end of the world, but putting on little kids' shoes always look like a pain in the butt, you know what I mean? I just see people putting on their kids' shoes, and their kids are like, they don't know how to like, straighten their foot out, and you have to do it, and you kind of have to like hold their foot, and I'm like, that just kind of like looks like a little bit of a pain. And sometimes that is. It's not as big of a pain as I thought. Here's the other thing. Being the dad, okay? like I don't know how it is in your house where you grew up. Anything happened? If there's a bug or something, an animal like sneaks into the house or whatever, like it's always dad. Dad has to do it, right? Big spider or something. So, <laughs> my wife the other day were kind of like all in bed, like on the bed with the kids too. And then Christy goes, "Oh my God! There's a bug! There's a bug! There's a bug in the bed!" And I, in my head, I was like, "Fuck!" Because this is me. This is this is dad time. You know what I mean? I have to take care of this. I don't like bugs either, guys. Do you think I like bugs? I don't like bugs. So I had to just, you know, whatever, muster it all up, man up. Sorry if that's offensive. And I had to go over there. I'm like, where's the bug? And it was just one of those little like water bugs, like the little pincher things or whatever. And I had nothing. I didn't have to. It was like crawling it Was going to go under the sheets and we we're going to lose this bug. And there'd be a bug in the bed forever. And we'd never know about it. So I just grabbed it with my hands. I just grabbed a little bug. And then as I ran to the sink and I threw it out, what did I say? I said something like, I never wanted to be the dad. (laughs) Christy just started laughing at me because I am kind of just, uh, I'm that guy, dude. I'm just not very quote unquote manly. So she thought it was so funny because she knew exactly what I was talking about. That's just the type of shit that the dad takes care of. Uh, all right. So I talked about watching a stars. Why? I should have mentioned this. Um, So, I was singing that song, Shallow. I love that song, right? I'm sure you guys, if you've seen the movie, like it too. I was singing it, and I'm like, have I gotten better at singing? I think, because I suck at singing, if anyone doesn't know that. Terrible. I'm like, have I gotten better? So, I recorded, this is how sad I am. I recorded a voice note to myself singing because I wanted to hear it back. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking good at singing now. Like, I don't know what happened, but I can sing this song very well, and then I played my voice note back, and I have not gotten better, <laughs> it's so disappointing, that's one of those things, man, singing, I really wish I was good at singing, You're Bradley Cooper, by the way, that guy is really good actor, really good looking, and he can sing pretty well, come on, dude, ridiculous, um, all right, just a couple fun little stories, and we're, uh, then we're out of here, by the way, I'll just talk about this now, because my I just brought up the Bradley Cooper thing, my wife, uh, on her Instagram, we're watching the, uh, the performance in Las Vegas where Bradley Cooper shows up to Lady Gaga's concert and he sings Shallow with her. So it's at night, you know, we're both tired. I'm sitting on like, the, I'm laying on the love seat sofa. My wife's on the other sofa. We're relaxing, winding down, and we're just watching this video. And I look over and I thought I saw my wife filming me. I'm like, "Are you filming me?" And then she's like laughing and stuff. Next thing I know, in her story, in her Instagram story, there's this video that says, "Oh, get you, get you, something like get you a man that looks at you the way you know Jeff looks at Bradley Cooper." Okay. So, and of course, all her friends are writing her. She's telling me the next day, like, "I'm getting so many funny uh, direct messages about that, uh, that about you watching Bradley Cooper, guys." Like I said, I've been sick, I've been sniffling probably on this podcast, so I'm sniffling in the video. So it looks like I'm crying watching Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga singing. And then also, at one point, I lick my lips. Okay, little context here, guys. Christy just made really spicy ceviche, and even she said, like, oh, this is super spicy. Now, we both like spicy stuff. She can handle a little bit more spice than me, but I love spicy stuff, but my lips were burning. So my lips were still kind of burning. So I licked my lips at one point. I'm sniffling. It looks like I'm wanting to blow Bradley Cooper and I'm crying at the same time. So I just love how she puts that on there and, you know, everyone just sees me staring and licking my lips. And uh, yeah, so anyways, my wife, dude, I got to get her back somehow. All right. On a happier note, my daughter said... I don't know sometimes if she knows what she's saying. Sometimes she definitely does. And sometimes it's just kind of like, does she know what she's saying? Um, So I don't know. This time was one of those times. But she said, I want to see one of your shows, Daddy. I want to see one of your shows. So I said, oh, you want to see one of my shows? She's like, yeah. So I pulled up a YouTube clip of me, I think at the Laugh Factory. And um, she's watching it. It was so cool. She's like, what you doing, Daddy? What you doing? And I'm like, I'm talking uh, to you know, into a mic, I'm doing my job, and then she heard the people laughing on the video, and she goes, what are the people, what are the people doing, what are the people doing, I'm like, they're laughing, I go, because daddy's funny, you know, like, I don't know, and then she was like, you're so silly, daddy, this is during the video, right, she's like, you're so silly, daddy, and then she goes, halfway through the video, she goes, mommy's turn, mommy's turn, I don't know if I'm just coming off like one of those guys who's talking about his kid, like, oh, isn't this so great? And everyone's like, bored, dude, don't care about your kid. But I thought it was so cute. She, she said, mommy's turn, like mommy, like Christy does stand up too. And I was going to cut to a video of her doing stand up. And then when the video was done, this is so cute. Um, she puts her head in her hands and she's like, ha ha, you're so funny, daddy. You're so funny. And I think she was just trying to pretend that she got what was going on in the video. Anyways, melted my heart my daughter. So that was cool. She watched that. Hopefully someday she can come to shows and I'll have a good career going again and stuff. Anyways. All right. So this is a product that I don't have any reason to endorse, but I'm endorsing it. My wife said that she has, um, she said her, her ear, she probably doesn't want me telling this story, but whatever, maybe this is her payback for that video. I don't think it's good enough payback, but my wife said that she has, um, A lot of wax buildup or something. She has a problem. She used to have to go to the doctor and, like, they drained her ear once because she she said she could barely hear out of one of her ears. So I was like, oh, like, I've heard on, like, this, you know, podcast I listen to, there's this thing, Wax RX, and I could, uh, I'll get that and we'll try it. Like, so it's like clean out your ears, you know? So what you do basically is you put this little solution in your ear and you tilt your head to the side and then you wait five, 10 minutes and then you get this warm, squirt bottle basically and has like a little skinny tube attached to the end that you could like stick in someone's ear and then you put a little plastic bait like a water basin thing on like next to your head so it catches all the water that you're and then somebody just starts blasting water in your ear like warm water and like all this wax is supposed to come out right so we did my wife first because she's the one that had the problem and i'm like oh we'll do my ears too because obviously i've never i've done this so i'm sure i have some build up as well and <laughs> I am squirting this in my wife's ear and at first kind of nothing's happening and out of nowhere sorry this grosses you out just chunks of wax the only way I can kind of describe what it looks like is you know when you're sick and you blow your nose and there's like the snot but then there's like the like the big boogers in the snot so just pretend it's like those big boogers like that is just coming out of my wife's ear chunks right and I was like oh my god oh like as I'm squirting I'm like oh this is so gross this is so gross And then as I'm saying that, it hit me in the eye, like the water, like the earwax gross blasted water hits me in the eye. And I was like, oh my God, it got in my eye. And then as I said that, I go, oh shit, it got in my mouth. So my wife's earwax water, this is love, guys, goes in my eye, in my mouth. And here's the thing though, totally worked. So I endorsed this product. My wife said she could hear like 100% better out of that ear. We did her other ear, and some stuff came out, but not as much. But the bad ear, where she said she was having a real problem, a bunch of stuff came out. My ears, like barely anything came out, but I did feel like it, I, my, I could hear a little bit clearer. Could just be a placebo effect for me, but I did feel like it did something. So Wax RX, guys. And um, I'm sure there's promo codes you could find online. All right, a couple more things. Um, I was reading my daughter one of those books where they're like, you know, there's a picture and a letter. And so you're like teaching the kid, like, this is an apple. A for apple, right? A, apple. And then so they're learning apple, A, apple, right? They're learning the letters. So I don't really know what to say about this, but it just kind of annoyed me. We get to some of them, and like so one was, it's like G for goldfish, right? And I go, Leia, what's this? G for, and she goes, fish. So I was like, uh... Like correct, right? Like I mean, this book what are they doing? Why don't you just say G for gold? Why don't you do like a pot of gold or something? I guess then you could be they could mess up and say coins, but she was technically right, so I didn't know what to do. I go, yeah, I go, but goldfish, this is a goldfish. So she's kinda like, What? Fish? Like I fucking nailed that. And then I go D for and it was a picture of a dog. I go, D for what's that, Leah? She goes, puppy. Again, I was like, Yep. Like that's a puppy, but it's the a dog. Two. So she's kind of like, what? D for puppy? So so it's G for fish, (laughs) D for puppy. And then F, there's a picture of a fire truck. So I go F for, what does she say? Truck. And I'm like, nailing it. You're killing it. You're O for three, but you're also three for three. I don't know how to explain this. My point is there's other words, guys. Who wrote that book? Can't we just pick an F word where the picture has to be F? You know what I mean? Come on f fire truck why don't just do a fire if there's a fire you'd say f fire flames that's also f i don't know d4 it's d D d4 i guess this is harder than i thought dog is a pretty good one for d but if if your kid already knows the word puppy you're kind of screwed right goldfish i really feel like you know f for fish g for gold i don't know again it could just say I don't know, you could say coins or something I don't know all right this is pretty much it another, another dad moment I had real quick is uh my daughter my wife goes can you go to the store real quick and just pick up milk we're out of milk my kids go through milk crazy you know when you were you know live by yourself or something and you'd buy milk and you're like do I need milk I never finish my milk unless I eat cereal every day I'm not finishing my milk oh we finish our milk now we'll buy two gallons at a time and we'll just plow through that milk because both our kids are drinking milk. So I'm like, all right. The store, by the way, guys, is a quarter mile from my house. The store is so close to my house. I drive to the store. I look in the back. Leia is asleep, knocked out, okay? So I texted my wife. I go, she's sleeping. What do I do? Do I just, like, do I wait? Do I let her sleep? And my wife goes, just take her out. Because my daughter, you can take out of her car seat while she's sleeping. She'll stay asleep. She'll just rest on her shoulder. My daughter's almost three, so she's not tiny, I had to walk around Walmart with a sleeping baby. I knew I was getting two gallons of milk, so I couldn't just, you know, I had to get a cart. I couldn't just grab one gallon. I couldn't just grabbed it with one hand. So I get a cart, I'm pushing a cart with one hand. I got my daughter over- draped over my shoulder with the other hand. And uh, I finally, I go through the um, the self-checkout. So I wait in that line, I'm holding my daughter, everything, right, all through the store. Then I do the self-checkout. Then I just, I just wanna leave, right, I just wanna get to my car. And these two old ladies who could not, they're the two slowest people I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? Usain Bolt, world's fastest man, they were world's slowest people. Instead of just like kind of like letting me by, and again, I have the cart, I could have just like swung by him like easily. They have no like self awareness. This other lady saw me, she's like, oh, go ahead, you have your hands full, you know? These old ladies, and look, I'm not trying to shit on the old people. Hopefully I'll be old someday and I'll be slow as shit. But it's like, dude, they just, shuffling out i'm telling you guys snail's pace at this point i'm holding my daughter for a while I've got this car like i am done dude i just want to get to the car and everything Oh, also i wanted to rent a star is born let's just tie a nice little bow on this episode <laughs> i wanted to rent a star is born so my wife could see it because i told her she'd really like it so i, I was going to get it at the red box right so then when i finally get past these ladies who never move to the side like they never ever have any self-awareness like oh there might be people behind us So, and one of them wasn't that old, by the way, just to like make me sound a little less like an asshole. One was old. The other one was like, she should know like, Hey, we could just, they didn't have to like stop walking and get out of my way. They could just moved over a little bit, but they didn't. So I get out and now I have to go to the red box and it was hot that day. So I couldn't just like throw my daughter in the car and like pull up to it or something. So I'm still holding my daughter. got the milk now just sitting there. This red box is one of those things where you have to, they have the sunscreen thing so like the flap, so I have I'm trying to like hold up the flap, I can't do it, then I have to like put something on the flap so it stays up, then I'm trying to order the movie, it's a touch screen, but guess what, where you touch, that's not where it recognizes that you touch, it's way off, right, this thing is calibrated, all fucked up, so I, t- I initially, I try and do it, I'm just like a one-night rental, and then it's like, oh, you want it for two nights, it's three fifty. look guys, it's only a $1.50 difference, but I don't want it for two nights. I know my wife's gonna watch it that night. I don't need it for two nights. I'm not doing it. Then I'm trying to hit cancel. That button doesn't work. Holding Leia still, right? Holding Leia It's 90 something degrees. Tap, tap, tap. Nope, nothing, nothing, nothing. So then I'm like, I just have to wait. I have to wait until the screen goes, hey, are you still shopping? Do you need more time? So I, fi- I sit there and just wait. Finally, that screen pops up. Then I hit the thing. And I don't need more, you know, that like just exit because the exit thing wasn't working. So I finally hit that. That one works. Then I'm out. Then I go back in. Okay. Star is born. All right. One night. Nailed it. Trying to pay for it. Right? Swipe my card. It goes, enter your zip code. So now I have to hit five different numbers that the touchscreen doesn't recognize. Like 907. Nope. Nine. Nope. Nine. Did you hit 945? Nope. I didn't hit 945. Eventually, I rented this movie. And I was going to watch it with my wife because obviously I have a huge boner for Bradley Cooper. But I passed out putting my kids to sleep. So anyways, guys, that's it. I uh, got some interviews coming. And uh, today I uh, got to get, get as much done as I can. Want to get this podcast out. So as always, if you guys uh, want to follow me online, it's at Jeff Keith, G-E-O-F-F-K-E-I-T-H. That's Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff and you can always email me it's in the show notes the Jeff Keith show at gmail.com and I'm gonna try to put more of these uh, videos that I think are hilarious and some of you guys think are funny too of um, these cartoon faces that I made and uh, just do different characters I made a Jay Leno one and a Jeff Foxworthy one so I can uh, I can do those too I'm trying to get a whole like you might be a you know whatever it might be a something and then Leno can do little monologue jokes and I got the other characters it's so funny man like it is not catching on but uh people who like it love it I'll get messages like these are so great these are hilarious I'm dying or whatever but no one's tagging anybody <laughs> you know I see very few that are like sending them in a direct message to somebody because you could check and see who's doing that so anyways I'm just gonna keep doing it. I gotta do things that I think are funny and that's that so before uh wrap it up uh sometimes I put a little motivational speech or something in uh today I'm going to uh put a clip in a short clip two minute clip about uh Rabbi Abraham Twersky talking about what real love is today's the anniversary of my grandfather's death. He died six years ago, and my grandfather was my hero my grandfather uh dedicated his entire life to giving to other people and doing things for other people. He did so many charity things that i couldn't even, i didn't even know that is uh you know I knew a lot of them but uh I eulogize him, but you know people who worked with them, you know, knew him, eulogized him, and uh, one of them uh, was listing off all the stuff that my grandpa did, and I was like, "Geez, I didn't even know about half that stuff." But my grandpa's type of guy—he was—he's helped start the city of La Mirada in California. He was mayor there three times as a councilman for uh, I don't know how long. Um, he was the oldest graduate at Cal State Fullerton when he graduated there. He went back. My grandpa had a rough childhood. His father was a piece of shit and worked for Al Capone. And beat him and you know all that stuff so he was a really bad uh my great-grandfather was a piece of shit so um my grandpa wanted to go to college so I remember being a little kid and my grandpa he doesn't still have the record because some other lady beat it but when he was like 70 something he graduated from Cal State Fullerton I just remember the way I remember it like 5,000 people just stood up and like gave him a standing ovation when he walked across like everything my grandpa did it seemed to be like you know, everybody loved him and it was the coolest thing ever. He learned magic when he was in his seventies, just so he could perform it for free for kids. He was constantly up until like the last six months, year of his life, when he got really sick, he was every day he was doing stuff like for free, for people, for meals on wheels or helping people with whatever. And so he was, uh, you know, the best and he was all about giving. So, um, I thought this was a good a little uh, clip, uh, just two minutes, about this, uh, this rabbi's talking about love. Love is a word that,
0: in our culture, has almost lost its meaning. Uh, there's a very interesting story about the Rebbe of Kotsk, who came across a young man who was clearly enjoying a dish of fish that he was eating. And he said, uh, young man, why are you eating that fish? And the young man says, because I love fish. He says, oh, you love the fish. That's why you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. He says, don't tell me you love the fish. You love yourself. And because the fish tastes good to you, therefore, you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. So much of what is love, right, is fish love, right? And so, young couple falls in love. Young man and young woman fall in love. What does that mean? That means that he saw... In this woman, someone who he felt could provide him with all of his physical and emotional needs. And she thought in this man, somebody she feels that she can write, that was love. But each one is looking out for their own needs. It's not love for the other. The other person becomes a vehicle for for my gratification. Too much of what is called love is fish love. An external love is not on what I'm going to get, but what I'm going to give. We had an ethicist, Rabbi Dessler, who said, the people make a serious mistake in thinking that you give to those whom you love. And the answer is, the real answer is, you love those to whom you give. And his point is, if I give something to you, I've invested myself in you, right? And since self-love is a given, everybody loves themselves, now that part of me has become in you, well, there's part of me in you that I love. Right? So true love is a love of giving, not a love of receiving. Thank you for the time to my daddy.